Welcome to The Marketer's Journey, a podcast that delivers real conversations and fresh perspectives from senior marketing executives who share the journey they've taken and the buyer journey they create. And now here's your host, Randy Frisch. Welcome to The Marketer's Journey. Today, I get to chat with the CMO of Airtable. That's Archana Agrawal. And Airtable is a company that's really fascinated me because As marketers, which I know a lot of my people listening in now are, we need to be organized. We need to have all the information at our fingertips to be agile, to be nimble, to do the things that we need to do on a daily basis. And we don't talk so much about Airtable today, but we give you a lot of tips together with my conversation on how to organize your team for success. That is, how do we balance all these incoming inquiries and how do we align our different teams on a day-to-day basis? Archana's background also comes really from the idea of data. In fact, her and I discussed, I don't think I've chatted ever with a CMO who came through a data science background, an analytics background in her case, at VP levels and head of levels for great companies like Atlassian along the way. She's able to bring that together to really understand how a marketing team needs to tick by leveraging data and pulling people around a general purpose. This is a great episode for anyone trying to be more nimble. This is my chat with our China Aqua. Archana, thank you so much for dropping in to chat with us about your journey. Let's start off with the company that you're at today. How did Airtable find you or how did you find Airtable? It was an amazing sort of sequence of events. I was uh, prior to Airtable uh, at a company called Atlassian, a, a place that had become home uh, in so many different ways. And uh, have a wonderful network of sort of advisors and mentors, one of whom introduced me to Airtable, Ali from Y Combinator, just in sort of information exchange, share knowledge uh, with our CEO and uh, co-founder, Howie. And one thing led to another. Conversations like this, which have been just incredibly useful throughout my career, learning about different businesses. Sometimes you find bring in opportunities that you hadn't necessarily thought through in advance. Uh, And I, of course, loved the product by sort of all my investigations. And here I am. That's great. And give us some context. You've been there for about a year and a half. And when you joined them, I mean, I've been watching Airtable just take off like a rocket ship. So where was the company, perhaps from a headcount perspective, size of marketing team? What were you looking at getting into, aside from loving the company, as you said? It was the opportunity to build. And that's what Airtable not only offers me, but quite frankly, every customer as well, right? The opportunity to build and craft something that you want to see come to life. And I'll share the story. My first day at Airtable was actually the day they announced shelter in place here in in California and Santa Clara County. And so it was not quite the experience that I had necessarily planned for or also thought about as I was thinking about moving from, as I mentioned, a place I thought of as home to a new opportunity. And when I joined, uh, the company was maybe somewhere around like 175, 200 employees, uh, somewhere there. Uh, And 
the marketing team was spread through different functions, folks that had leaned in, just as it usually happens in smaller companies, right? Folks that are helping with marketing, uh, but perhaps don't have it as their full-time job. And there were about four people in different parts of the organization. So it was effectively, I think, like build the marketing team from scratch was sort of the mission that I came in with. And now it's a team of uh, maybe about 50-ish of us. So it's been a year and a half of build, 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 which is something that has been incredibly exciting. That is wild. I, I mean, to go from a team of, of people just trying to do amazing things to a company that you now have to bring people together, not to mention the remote challenges that we've all had to deal with. I can only imagine. Tell us a little bit about looking through your career to get to this point. You know, Some of the things that I find interesting are you're with a really big company and you went to something similarly small to maybe where you joined with, you know, the opportunity that we just talked about, but it, it looks like it really allowed you to fast track. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how you seize that opportunity. Yeah, surely. So in some ways, I, I think my career has come full circle, frankly, when, when I think about this journey to Airtable. I started my career as a developer and I've always been inspired by the power in the hands of development teams. The way they can build, create, innovate, and really advance uh, has been something I've always looked up to. Uh, but as I tried to find out more about how businesses operate, I found myself then veering very close to that path of my original sort of developer skills, but in adjacent areas, which is analytics. And that was the journey that I took from going from IBM to a company called The Ladders. I was also inspired at that time, you know, when I was working in IBM, just again, a, a wonderful opportunity of taking a product from idea to the market but also from sort of the developer-centric lens, right? And I wanted to learn much more about how the holistic business operates. And so that was the reason to A, get closer to the customer, go from a business to a B2C business, as an example, uh, as well as join a smaller company where I'd be able to lean into many different facets of the business. And analytics was such a wonderful vantage point to be able to engage in product analytics and marketing analytics and really see how data can drive the business outcomes. If I take away sort of like one uh, lesson from that transition, it would be around, you know, knowing what your strengths are and, and going really double down on them simply so that you can sort of leverage them, you know, they build resilience to overcome your weaknesses and further further build on it. So that's what sort of the journey into analytics was. And that ended up also being my entry point into marketing, sort of given the large role that uh, data today plays in how businesses choose to go to market, connect with their customers, build customer journeys. And that's what I spent over seven years at Atlassian, uh, building and scaling the marketing capabilities. They have a unique uh, business model, right? It's a high velocity, low friction online distribution model. And data played a, a very significant role there in how we, we went to market. And so now when I think about my role at Airtable, it, it feels like a, a mosaic, you know, built from the pieces of the path that I took because I get to tap into that creativity that originally inspired me around, you know, that was locked in the hands of developers. And now with Airtable's no-code platform, I get to take that to the entire market where everyone now, instead of just being software users, can actually become software creators. And so it marries sort of that, that passion that I had with the marketing skills and the data-driven marketing that, that all came together. It's, it's really fascinating. And, and I was leading into this episode together, 
I was thinking about all the guests I've had. I've, I've had hundreds of marketers at CMO level who I've chatted with over the years in this podcast. And I think you are the first who's come from a VP level, either overseeing analytics or in your case, data science specifically, which is fascinating again, because you know we've been talking about the need for marketing and the CMO to be more analytical. But we haven't seen a lot of that pure play analytics in CMOs yet. I, I dare say you may be the first I've spoken to. And it's such a logical path because you ultimately can understand that path of the buyer more and more as you go through and as you called it, the mosaic coming together. I love that. That's beautiful. Yes. And I do believe actually the, the nature of marketing has, has changed, right? When I think about marketing teams now, gosh, it's such a diversity of different skills that come to play to build today's marketing team. When I lean into sort of my own background as a developer, I think, ah, oh, there, there might be a, a few good uh, sort of skills I can bring here with respect to, you know, data-driven hypothesis around all of our initiatives, take that from campaigns to content to the messaging that we have. But it also helps me realize there's so many different skills that truly make a marketing team work. You know, it's equal parts creative uh, messaging to building these customer touch points and really being the connective tissue to your product teams and your sales teams. And I think that was one of the things that I learned with Atlassian to be able to use data to, to help bridge some of those different cross-functional and multifunctional relationships. Um, and with that approach, you start taking, ah, oh, how does data help me with the, the kind of content I write? And, and then you lean in more into that, or how does data help me de decide the kind of via journeys that I want to create, or how does data help me decide what message is working with what audience? Um, and, and so it helps becoming at least one of the core components that, that drive a marketing team. That's interesting. And I think about it from this perspective, often when I'm interviewing anyone, I'm always looking to how I have to balance them. And I'm curious, when you interviewed for this opportunity at Airtable, met with the CEO, met with the team, you obviously would have represented yourself as this strong data-minded individual. Was your approach to buffer that by saying, I'm gonna hire a strong creative person as my leveling out of my skill set? And is that is that how you actually operate? Uh, it, it is uh, in, in all respects, but not only a strong creative person, right? I, I mean, some part of the world that marketing is, is just, and, and I truly believe this of sort of any sort of leader, you have so many different functions under that you're overseeing, right? It's very hard to be an expert in all of them. And so the way I think about building teams is really to be an A plus team. You need to know what, what are sort of the, your go-to skills that you know of as at the back of your hand and what are the other ones that you need to build in your complementary leadership team. So as a unit, you're A plus on all dimension. And, and at Atlassian, I of course overled over time performance marketing and demand gen and product marketing and all of those skills, right? But I do know even in those areas, they're extremely, extremely strong leaders that I will always want to rely on. And so it's this incredible uh, talent around creative and communication and product marketing, demand gen that all need to come together. And that's always been the approach of how do you create that A plus skill that can work together as a unit. I love that. With that note, we're going to take a break and we are going to hear from one of our sponsors. We'll be right back with our China and we're going to talk a little bit more about the buyer journey on the marketer's journey. 
Want to improve the buyer journey for your customers and your prospects? Look no further than our presenting sponsor, Uberflip. Named a leader in content experience by G2 and a leader in content activation by Forrester, Uberflip will help you accelerate every buyer journey by creating bingeable experiences that will allow your prospects to consume more content faster. Companies like Trimble, Wiley, and 3M are using Uberflip to power their go-to-market strategies, and we created one just for you. Head to uberflip.com journey to see how Uberflip can help you leverage the power of personalized content experiences. One of the interesting things that we just touched on in that segment is that not a lot of CMOs have come from data science. They haven't come from a data background. Now, we all know that the marketer today has to be more data-minded. We say that all the time. We're reminded of that in our roles. But is there an opportunity for us to look to bring marketers in from the data science teams that are forming around us all the time? These people have an amazing view of the customer journey. They understand the path, they understand the interest. And the more of that we can bring in, the more we can connect with our buyer in a meaningful way. We're back with our China and I wanna jump into a topic around ensuring that marketing can be successful. And, and every marketer is trying to be successful, impress their boss. The other challenge though that we all have is we have way too much work, right? Every marketer pretty much is naturally gonna have to complain at some point that they got too much on their plate. And I'm sure you've seen that more from, as you said, four marketers who had way too much on their plate to now 50 marketers with way too many priorities. How do you approach the right start for success? Yeah, th this question probably, Randy, um, sort of will resonate with every marketing team. When I think about in some ways, we've been best poised for all the changes, right? When you think about the marketing landscape, it's changed so much. When you tell me how many times have you had to change something because, I don't know, product dates moved or a new platform was introduced or a new channel, new media property, geo, competitor, name it, and marketing moves. In fact, we recently did a survey for marketing leaders, and it won't surprise you that 80% said that the volumes of campaigns, requests, and content has increased dramatically over the last year. In fact, I was uh, reading McKinsey article, which uh, talked about the share of digital customer interactions, right? It moved from 36% to 58% between November 2019 and mid uh, 2020, because all of our behaviors changed in that time, right? All of these customer interactions were going digital. Now, when you think about it, if marketing is at the helm of driving growth and customer patterns, preferences are changing, of course, marketing is going to have to change. So it's not only about the volume and so much work and so many priorities, it's about the rate of pace of change of all of that, that, that marketers are facing. Frankly, there's also a lot of waste in the system, right? The survey I mentioned uh, to you also said that marketers lose about a day and a half every week in sort of manual tasks because you're working through such an incredibly uh, sort of fragmented landscape of different technology tools and, and systems that you end up 
going all over the, the map with that. And so if I could sort of wrap that up with a couple things that I found useful. One is um, just focus on operational excellence. Tools, rituals, whatever it takes, like what works for your team is going to be different from what works for my team. It goes without saying that here at Airtable, we lean extremely heavily on Airtable to help us bring together people, processes, and systems so that you have everything in one place. We've had to do uh, at least a couple large launches since I've been here, and I can tell you that it is such an incredible relief to know that when something is changing, I'm aware of it, or I have a single place to go to know how are different sort of tactics that we're releasing, the state of content. If a resource is not available that I'm dependent on, I'm aware of it. And if I have to change something on Teams, which happens often enough, everyone on the team gets on the same page really quickly, right? So I think just focusing on operational efficiency is key to being able to develop, you know, that agility muscle that marketers need right now. The second thing, and, and, and this is really rings true for me, is if you're able to take your time and take away all the craft and all the sort of manual work that goes in your day to day and focus truly on your craft, then the one piece of advice is give yourself some time for self-care. Because it takes a lot of lot more energy, actually, when you're able to focus on your craft, on moving the needle in exactly how you've planned to. As you know, these, this last year has been full of changes, full of challenges. And so make, again, rituals and moments out of taking time for yourself, building a team culture, because that's, again, what marketing is all about is a multifunctional team put together and addressing folks' habits so that they're able to work in a more friction-free environment. I, I love the balance that you just outlined there. And, and I think one feeds the next because we can't really take care of ourselves if we don't have operational excellence and the right tools and the right planning. And similarly, we can't get to that element if we're not focused on ourselves. So there's, I, I think you really laid out the two keys. I, if I were to bundle the two, I, I think another word that just kept coming to me is communication. And, and I'm, I'm curious what you see as your primary communication tool amongst your marketing team today. And, and this is a, a question I talked to a lot of marketers about. I mean, is it is it a system like Airtable or is it a system like Slack or is it still our email or is it somehow getting all 50 of your members into a room together? I'll tell you all of the above except getting 50 people in a room together very routinely. And, and the reason I'll say all of the above is because at the base of it, uh, just again, maybe where I'm from right now is Airtable, right? Because when all of these things move and change in Airtable, there's an informational exchange between two different teams, two different people. It all happens within Airtable, but we get notifications wherever we want. So right now I'm talking to you. I have my Slack off. That's fine. When I go back there, it's going to be there. All the notifications that are relevant just for me would have come to me or via email if I would have preferred it that way. Right. And so it just integrates. It sort of takes off the chaos from the sprawl that we otherwise have and ha becomes your single source of truth to be able to orchestrate 
however you want to work, in which case then I do not have to mandate. My marketing team has to work in a certain way or in a certain tool because they can then be able to make changes in one place and then it propagates to whichever the cross-functional teams as well need to see. And so that's sort of like one one way to think about it. But, but also we've then developed the rituals around wanting to stay in the know with each other, whether it's in the form of, you know, marketing-wide crowdsourced newsletter where everyone writes a snippet of what they've been working on or things that excite them that are coming forward um, or, or whether it takes in the form of our all hands at the company level or at the marketing team level where we're able to do things like showcase our customers, which are always inspiring for us. So it's a mix of both tools and sort of like the interactions that we put put a little thought in uh, making one of my favorite get togethers so far was an Airbnb experience that we had uh, through the streets of Paris virtually as a marketing team. And so it's it's a mix of uh, work and fun in that regard. That's great. That's great. So I usually make an effort not to talk too much about anyone's product, but I, I'm very intrigued by Airtable. And one of the things that I see it as is an amazing solution to help plan and track in various different ways. One of the things I'm curious about though, and I've seen this as a problem in a lot of the different collaboration tools that are out there, is that as much as it can unite someone, these solutions can create silos because everyone has their own tracker for something unique. What are the ways or what are the tips that you've seen for ensuring that, you know, and I'm sure you've watched this from, from growing from a team of four to 50, how do you unite everyone around some sort of global set of goals versus the demand team's goals, the product team's goals, the content team's goals in tracking, et cetera? That, that, that's a great question, right? Because I think it, it is important, but not very easy today to have a single well-connected source of truth. All of us end up somehow creating new redundant data sources. You mentioned different tools for different teams or people in spreadsheets and data sprawl just just happens across a number of companies. But when you see functionality overlapping, that's where you tend to start having problems because that's when you're talking about data duplication. When you're talking about data duplication, you're talking all of a sudden around different teams having a different worldview of where things are because they get updated in different uh, places. We've all been to that meeting where someone asks a question and four different Excel sheets or Word docs or something pop up as everyone's you know scrambling to find out what's the most recent things. And so, so I do believe that putting that effort to sort of consolidate data and eliminate out of data or redundant data sources becomes very, very important. And that's where Airtable plays, uh, plays a role for us. You know, you might have a, you might have a system of record for something else that, that you need to keep uh, up and running in the way it is, or you might have a legacy tool, frankly, that, you, that the company has and you need to use. The idea is to be able to integrate sort of all of that data and to develop the relations between the data coming from two different sources and to be able to sync it back up in real time so that every team, no matter where they're looking at, is able to find sort of the the most up-to-date information. And that's the role that Airtable plays. And in my mind, I talk about it and the value it adds and all the spaces in between, right? Oh, I have this tool. I have my marketing automation tool, and this is exactly how it runs. I have Salesforce, and this is exactly how it runs. But I have Airtable between the two of them that keeps the teams that are using those different systems in sync as well. And, and so at the very core of it, Airtable is a relational database 
that you and I can use, um, that we don't need any technical skills to use that. On top of that is layered lots of logic, point, click. You need an automation, you need an integration, you know, sure, let's put that together. And as an interface that you and I feel familiar to use right now to spreadsheet interface or a Kanban board or a calendar, like whatever interface you want and you can build your own, fine. And, and that to me helps you build an application effectively that, that you can craft in the way you work. And that has been what we have tended to use as I talk about a single source of truth between my demand gen teams, my content marketing teams, right? So that they both know what is what is in play right now. What are the tactics coming? What are the product launch dates that are coming coming along with that we have to start planning for? Do I have enough creative resource for planning for that? Do I have to work with external vendors in order to, to get some additional capacity that's not on my team? The one thing I've resigned to as a marketer is I'm never going to have all the resources on my team, like within my control <laughs> that I need in order to get the job done. And so these sort of multifunctional, cross-functional relationships, vendor relationships become very, very important uh, for me and, and bringing them all together, therefore, becomes very important for me. What I love about that answer is how you connected your experiences in data to the role of Airtable, the role of how you run an organization. I, I think we see how your career journey and the bio journey you're crafting are, are connected in themselves. So really great answer. We're gonna keep you around for another few short rapid fire answers after a quick break here on The Marketer's Journey. We are back here with Archana Agrawal and Archana, I've got a question for you, which uh, is first, we're going to hit into some rapid fire. So any of these that you're not ready for, you let me know, but they should be pretty easy to take after the deep dive we've gone into data and everything around that. All right. Are you ready? Ready. All right, let's do this. All right. The first one I've got for you is as marketers are aspiring to get to that CMO role. Would you advise them to become more of a specialist in marketing or more of a generalist in marketing? Um, I do think it's sort of more of a T-shape through the career. And so there has to be some skills that you've honed over, you know, a two, three, four year period for tenure where you've gone really deep. But I do believe that the world of marketing is getting more horizontal in its nature, where different functions within marketing are more interlinked. And so a generalist in that regard is, is how I think about sort of the, the role to step into higher and higher levels of marketing. Perfect. Okay, good stuff. All right. So with that in mind, what is one thing you wish marketers did more of? It changes on the sort of like the company and the business model, but I think customer centricity has become so important in being able to actually understand the customer, where they are, what kind of information they need to go ahead. And so uh, increasing customer interactions, whether this is through your customer facing teams, partnering closely with them, uh, or it is through your community initiatives, user groups, et cetera, or your own events, but being able to create many more touch points with the customer customers would be incredibly important for marketers. Absolutely. Great advice, especially after the last year and a half where we had to adapt the way we connect with our customers. 
So we, we breezed a little today over the role of content. And I, I think Airtable is a company that really helps you with your content planning. What are three things that you associate with good content marketing? Great content marketing is, it, it's hard to do. So I'll associate that with the first thing because we're all vying for, you know, uh, customer attention. And so being able to do that, being able to provide the right content at the right time in the right format that's differentiated, I believe, are the things that I'd associate with good content marketing, meeting again, meeting the customer where they are in their journey. I, I like to use the thing about friction-free just because that's how I want to look for information too, right? Is the time I have a question or the time that's the right time to pose a new idea to me. I, I love it when brands bring bring new content, fresh content at the right time to me. And that's how I think about it for, for our teams as well. I love that idea of removing the friction. Absolutely. That's key. So one, one more question here, as, as you've moved from Atlassian with a, an amazing run there for seven years to Airtable, where you know, content is really baked into part of what you help empower, what's one thing that's changed in your own content strategy? Airtable is an extremely horizontal product. I've seen it been used so many different kinds of businesses, SMBs to enterprises, from large media companies to uh, cattle ranchers. And so being able to have a good blend of both horizontal content that helps people understand how they can use the tool, but being able to craft the best practices that feel true to them has been both a challenge and, and, and truly an exciting part of this role. And that has, that has been a change that I'm on a learning journey for as well, which is how do you really create this map of different pieces of content that you can provide different people at different parts of their usage journey, but also from very different industries. That's great. Great advice and, and a great mindset uh, that we can definitely talk more and more about. But we've only got time for one last bonus question. And you talked a little earlier about going full circle. We've hit on your career journey, your buyer journey that you're charting. From a personal side on the journey, we can now finally start to think about traveling. Where is your next personal trip going to be? Ooh, this is such a simple one. It is to go back uh, home to India to see my parents, who I haven't seen for the last uh, over a year and a half, and I'm most desperate to do that. So th the day I can, I, I will definitely jump on a flight and, and head up there. <laughs> that's that's a beautiful answer. I, I'm so happy for you that that is a reality that you can do, hopefully sooner than later. And I hope many people get to connect with people they haven't seen in a long time. Uh, getting to connect with you over the last little while has been fantastic for me, I'm sure for our listeners. If you've tuned into this episode for the first time, have a listen to many of the other CMOs and marketing leaders who have joined us over the years and check out everyone's story. Everyone's journey is a little bit different. I'm sure yours is shaping up in its own way. And I hope you'll join us on the marketer's journey one day to share. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to the Marketer's Journey podcast. Big thanks to our sponsors at Uberflip, who help you fuel demand generation with content for an accelerated buyer journey. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify at uberflip.com slash podcast or anywhere you listen to podcasts. 